Hidden behind lush tropical forests, hundreds of majestic stone temples dating back as early as the 9th century are scattered in an area of more than 400 square kilometers in northwest Cambodia. In the morning quietness, spires of the surviving temples cast elegant silhouettes against the blue sky, their darkened stone carvings speaking of their past glory. Angkor, Cambodia's architectural marvel and spiritual heart of the Khmer civilization, has always been a mesmerizing experience for the world's visitors with its spirituality, culture, architectural and artistic accomplishments of the ancient times. For several centuries, Angkor was the center of the Khmer Empire, serving as its seat from the 9th to the 15th century. Through centuries of damage by man and nature, many of the site's most iconic legacies have been reduced to ruins. Officially called the Angkor Archaeological Park, the sprawling complex houses scores of internationally renowned temples such as the Angkor Wat, Chao Sai Tevoda and Ta Kyo offering cultural experts and visitors from around the world a precious window into Cambodia's past. Since the 1990s, architects, engineers and archaeologists from around the world have been trying to restore these symbols of the ancient civilization. Among them is 45-year-old Jin Jiaoyu from China, a gifted scholar whose fervor for cultural preservation has brought him to the awe-inspiring landscapes of Cambodia on a quest to breathe life into the forgotten echoes of a distant kingdom. People call us doctors of the cultural relics. This analogy is very appropriate. Whenever we restore a cultural relic, we do our work like a doctor does his or hers. We have to carefully analyze the symptoms and determine the causes of the disease. Then, we come up with our course of treatment. With each brushstroke, each delicate touch, he carefully resurrects the past, piecing together the fragmented stories etched into the weathered stones. Years of hard and smart work by Jin and his colleagues have revived the former glory of the Angkor Monument. And during this process, he himself has been stunned by the ancient Cambodian civilization and also developed a profound friendship with Cambodians he has met and worked with. When I left Takyo in 2018, I had many thoughts and emotions. I had developed a deep affinity with the temple and the local people during my six years working there. So I was reluctant to leave when the moment came. But how exactly has this doctor of the cultural relics worked to restore the iconic ancient temple? And what has really driven him to travel thousands of miles geographically and hundreds of years in time to pursue and revive the glamour of the ancient Khmer Empire? As a cultural relics expert from the China Academy of Cultural Heritage, Jin Yu stood on the steps of the Ta Kyo Temple on a hot day in 2013. He instantly felt the wisdom and ingenuity of the ancient Cambodians. Ta Kyo looks like a temple mountain. 
It was built on a five-story foundation with one layer higher than the other. It rises from the ground for 43 meters. It's a marvelous achievement for the ancient Cambodians to build such a complex and grand building. I was captivated by its beauty and grandeur, and felt honored to get involved in its restoration. The Temple of Takio, which means the Tower of Crystal, is located in the central zone of the Angkor Archaeological Park. Dating back to the late 10th century, Takio was built as the state temple of the Khmer Empire, which was a powerful state in Southeast Asia, lasting from the 9th to the 15th century. The Khmer Empire covered much of what today is Cambodia, Thailand, Laos, and southern Vietnam. Being dedicated to Hinduism, the pyramid-shaped Takio Temple was intended to represent Mount Meru, the mountain that is deemed the center of the world in Hindu mythology. The temple occupies 46,000 square meters, which is larger than two football pitches. It is considered one of the most magnificent temples in Angkor and a popular tourist attraction. But centuries after its erection, much of the temple was ruined due to the weather, wars, and other kinds of natural and artificial disasters. When Jin Zhao Yu first set foot on this damaged monument, he was 35 years old, young, energetic, and curious. Ready to join an arduous restoration project undertaken by the China Academy of Cultural Heritage, he was charged with managing and coordinating the whole restoration project. Jin and his fellow Chinese colleagues lived in a compound in the city of Siem Reap, about 20 kilometers from the Angkor Archaeological Park. Every day, they'd shuttle between where they resided and Angkor. Although the distance was not far, the weather was hot and the work was meticulous and proved to be tiring, and was oftentimes interrupted by a sudden rainstorm. The hottest days were in April. In the rainy season, a downpour could occur any time. Such high temperatures and high humidity posed a challenge to our outdoor restoration work, and we had to adjust our work schedule accordingly. Keeping a detailed day-to-day -day record about the temple and the restoration project was meticulous, but crucial to the restoration work. From the perspective of cultural relics preservation and restoration, all the processes and procedures must be recorded. We give a unique number to each and every piece of stone or structure removed from the Takio Temple. Then we make a catalog. We also needed to keep a thorough record of all those damaged stones or stone pieces. Furthermore, we needed to jot down whatever procedures we would take to restore or renovate the damaged parts. He admits that often repetitive and tiring work required him to be particularly patient. There must be no mistakes in my records. As for the damaged stones we removed from the temple, they all had to be put back to their original places in the later stages of restoration. So reliable thorough records would ensure we would not misplace them. 
Jin Zhao Yu explains that sandstone is the main building material for the Takyo Temple and other buildings in Angkor. The physical characteristics of sandstone mean that each piece is different, unlike standard bricks. And this posed one of the biggest challenges for restorers, as they had to sift through thousands of fallen stones and put them back. If the fallen stones had been carved, then the carvings helped us put them back in their rightful places. But many stones of the Takeo Temple were uncarved, and this posed a great challenge for us. The Takeo Temple was actually an unfinished project. Originally, the undecorated temple was supposed to be one of the finest of Angkor's structures. Lightning struck it after its main structures were erected. Seeing this as a bad omen, the ancient Khmer rulers stopped decorating it, thus leaving many of the stones uncarved. Jin and his colleagues spent much time in making drawings or building three-dimensional models of the fallen stones in order to match them with each other. During this time-consuming process of restoration, Jin was amazed by the masonry work done by the ancient Cambodian builders. Ancient builders cut the raw sandstone into the pieces they wanted after the raw materials were transported from the quarry to the building site. The finished pieces after being polished, were irregular insides. Although the stones they used were irregular, they were skillfully laid to form the temple. The building techniques were marvelous. Even now, after hundreds of years, we can't insert a thin sheet of paper into the gap between two stones in the well-preserved parts of the temple. Jin adds that Chinese restorers follow a principle called minimal interference when restoring the damaged parts of the temple. They avoid breaking apart or the dissembling of an ancient structure and keep the addition of new stones to a minimum. This principle has been a consensus among Chinese cultural relics experts, and it is in line with the ICC Angkor Charter, a detailed list of principles and rules guiding the international restoration work at Angkor. The ICC ANCOR is an international coordinating mechanism for the assistance provided by different countries and organizations for the safeguarding and development of the historical site of ANCOR. In addition to the Chinese team, other restoration groups have included those from France, Japan and the United States. The ANCOR relics were inscribed onto the World Heritage List in 1992. One year later, the UN Cultural Agency UNESCO initiated a long-term and ambitious international program for the safeguarding of the Angkor historical site. Then, in 1995, the Cambodian government established the Apsara, which has been in charge of protecting the site and developing the Angkor region. At the invitation of Cambodia, China is among the first batch of countries to join the International Restoration and Protection Program for Angkor. With its long history and rich cultural heritage, China boasts rich experience in preserving and restoring various kinds of historical relics. Prior to the Takyo Temple project in 2008, Chinese restorers had already completed a 10-year-long restoration of the Chao Sai Tevoda Temple which is smaller than Takyo. 
Soon afterwards, as China gained more experience in the restoration and preservation of the Angkor relics, Chinese restorers were invited to take charge of the restoration project of the larger and more complex Takyo Temple. At different stages, archaeologists, architects, engineers and other kinds of experts from China rotated to work on the ground for the restoration of Takyo. In total, around 60 Chinese experts and engineers have been involved in the project. Yet disagreements occur sometimes as to what kind of approach is best for restoring the Angkor relics. Jin Zhao Yu recalls that cultural relics experts from China and other countries had a heated discussion in 2017 on how to solidify one corner of the temple, a decorative structure in the shape of a column carved with auspicious flowers. The pediment leans forward as required by religious and aesthetic needs. With the passage of time, such a linear structure is very prone to collapse. It's a challenge for restorers to come up with a plan to both solidify it and avoid secondary damage. Previously, restoration teams from other countries drilled holes into the structure and then used steel bars and glue to connect the different layers of stones. But Chinese restorers doubted this was a good method. We contended that drilling steel bars into the pediment may crumble the stones. Even if the stones don't crumble, the steel bar inserted into the stone structure will pose irreversible damage itself. Jin Zhao Yu and his fellow Chinese restorers proposed a different way using steel wires to pull the leaning structure to its foundation. And wherever the wires need to touch the stones, they use rubber or wood as a buffer so that the steel would not corrode the stones with the passage of time. But this kind of proposal caused a debate among the ICC Angkor experts, who had the authority to approve or reject it. Some of them contended that using steel wires to encircle the structure from the exterior would make it less aesthetically pleasing. To persuade those experts, the Chinese patiently explained the advantage of their proposal. We told them that drilling steel bars posed immediate damage to the structure. Furthermore, the use of glue made of epoxy resin was also questionable. As time passed, this material may not be deemed to be a good one. So our proposal, based on the principle of minimum interference, tried to avoid using this new material and just preserve the stone structure as it was. And we believed that future restorers may come up with a better restoration solution. At present, we restorers just needed to preserve it and leave it to future generations to solve. The Chinese rejection of epoxy resin glue is based on their experience of using it in the restoration of many ancient buildings within China. There have been many cases of failure as this kind of glue loses its effect gradually under hot and wet weather conditions. When it comes to the use of new materials, we have to adopt an experimental view and monitor its effectiveness. 
In the 1920s and 1930s, French cultural relics experts used cement to solidify the Angkor relics. Cement was thought a new and good material at the time. But now, 100 years later, we don't use cement in the restoration of ancient buildings. So what we think is a good material nowadays may be deemed bad in later years. In our restoration projects, whenever necessary, we try to adopt reversible means, leaving room for the emergence of better restoration methods in the future. Eventually, the Chinese proposal won the approval of the ICC Angkor. And the whole restoration project for the Takyo Temple ended successfully in 2018. Hang Piu, General Director of the Apsara National Authority, the Cambodian government agency managing the Angkor relics, speaks highly of the work done by Chinese restorers. Chinese use almost the manual way. If something wrong, we can redo it. So the technique, we can say it reversible. And the work it has been done is very, very good job. Working on such an international assistance mission, Jin Zhao Yu says he and his colleagues have taken on an additional responsibility to cultivate local Cambodian cultural relics restoration talents. We need to train local technicians and workers who can restore and renovate cultural relics themselves. Through our assistance, we hope one day they can do the job by themselves. To achieve this task, the Takyo project has employed dozens of local workers. Jin Zhao Yu and his colleagues spoke English and simple Cambodian while communicating with them. Together with gestures, Jin says they could instruct and interact with the workers smoothly. As the Takyo restoration project lasted for several years, good and close relations have been developed among them. We worked with the local workers day after day. We have become good friends, and they invited us to visit their families when they had celebrations, such as weddings and the births of babies. Through these visits, Jin has gained a deeper understanding about the life of the Cambodians and their culture. Jin notes that the local Cambodians have a profound love for the Angkor relics, treating them as their national pride. They adore the temples and have a profound wish to preserve their heritage. When we did the restoration work, I found that the local workers sometimes walked around the temple and gently touched the stones to show their respect and love toward their heritage. Indeed, the Angkor relics are not only bringing pride to the local Cambodians, they are also creating income for the descendants of the ancient Khmer Empire. By working for the Takyo Restoration Project, some locals have made a better living. According to Jin Zhao Yu, several of the workers employed by the project bought motorbikes, a luxury for the locals with the money they earned. This worker, who only gives his name as Muller, is grateful for the project. <laughs> The Chinese-funded restoration project has helped me a lot. I have made a good earning by working for it. Besides a good income, the workers have gained crucial techniques, 
and have been sought after and employed by other restoration teams. As the restoration work progresses, the Angkor relics gradually regain their former splendor, drawing an increasing number of tourists from around the world, especially China. In 2013, when I first came to Cambodia, the largest groups of international tourists visiting Angkor were from Vietnam and South Korea. But gradually, the number of tourists from China overtook them. This has much to do with our restoration project. Many Chinese were aware we were doing relics restoration here, and this played a role in setting up their travel plan. When they did come to Cambodia and see Chinese experts restoring Cambodian temples in Angkor, Chinese tourists were very excited. Yes, for tourists, the Angkor relics mean excitement and an experience of an exotic culture. For the Cambodians living around it, they mean heritage and butter and bread. Kun Savit, a local villager, earns a living by selling fruit and bottled water to tourists visiting the Angkor temples. This small business is very important for me. Although what I earn is little, it can support my family and alleviate the financial burden of my husband. I hope more tourists will be able to come here and bring better income to us. According to a plan released by the Cambodian Ministry of Tourism, Siem Reap province, where the Angkor relics are situated, is expected to welcome 7.5 million international tourists annually in the next two years. The booming tourism sector is forecast to generate 940,000 jobs for local Cambodians and bring in 6 billion US dollars. Jin Yu's wife, Xie Ting, has been one of those international tourists visiting Angkor. The Angkor temples filled me with a feeling of majesty and grandeur. What has impressed me most are the enigmatic stone sculptures of smiling faces. She was not only fascinated by the wonders of the Khmer relics during her visit there in 2017 but more importantly, got a deeper sense of the meaning of her husband's work, during which they had to endure long-time separation and the hardship it brought. My wife has given me a lot of support. Of course, in the beginning she complained that she had to take care of our baby on her own, but after she visited the Angkor relics herself, she got a better understanding of the meaning of my work. I saw him working hard outdoors in the hot tropical weather during my visit to Cambodia. He had to climb up and down the tall temple of Chakio again and again in his restoration work. I was deeply touched by this scene. I could see his devotion and love for his work. As his wife, I am willing to give him my full support. To thank their great work on the restoration of the Takyo Temple, the Cambodian government bestowed upon Jin a high honor. On December the 16th, 2022, Cambodian Deputy Prime Minister Men Sam An presented the Knight Class Medal to the Chinese Restorer. At the award ceremony, Cambodian officials highly praised the contribution of the Chinese experts to the restoration of the Angkor relics, saying they were very professional, effective and outstanding.
As a sign of its profound trust in China and Chinese restorers, the Cambodian government commissioned the Chinese to restore the royal palace of Angkor Thom in 2018, when the Takyo project ended. The new restoration project is much more massive and complex than the restoration of Takyo. It started in 2019 and will last for more than a decade. As humble as ever, Jin Zhao Yu accepts the Knight Class Medal and the Cambodians' trust in him and his colleagues as both a confirmation of their hard work and encouragement for them to work even harder in the realm of cultural relics restoration around the world. After the Takyo project ended, Jin still maintains contact with friends he had made in Cambodia. From these friends, Jin Zhao Yu often receives new photos of the Angkor relics reminding him of the splendor of the ancient Khmer Empire and the good old days he has spent in Cambodia as a restorer. Now, still in his prime, Jin frequently travels around the world, visiting and working at various cultural and historical sites. As ever, he devotes himself to his beloved work of preserving and restoring the legacies of human civilizations whether they are from Asia, Europe, Africa, or the Americas. With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary but incredible people in China, follow us on Apple Podcasts. Just key in Footprints, and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.